All right. All right. What's up? What's up, everybody? Planet Xbox Podcast. Powered by Weapon Wheel Podcast, Weapon Wheel Network, Weapon Wheel Patreon. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button. Welcome back for another episode, episode five, uh, with this new uh, way that we're doing things. So I am your host, Best Spot Kid Smooth. And for those, you know, real fans of the podcast, really familiar with the podcast, uh, this shouldn't be a uh, surprise or you shouldn't be lost, but we do have, you know, honorary a uh, member of the Planet Xbox podcast back when it was on my channel and by, you know, obviously popular demand. <laughs> Old man Logan, welcome back. How you doing? No, shout, shout out to BG, man, because he really made a statement last week saying, uh, get, get me back on. Even Jack Smooth, you know, shout out to him. <laughs> uh, so, no, obviously, uh, I'm excited to be here, obviously, again. And to see this new new format, it's a little bit weird not seeing the chat over here on the screen pulled up. So since this is pre-recorded, yeah. But <laughs> as, as always, for you know the past almost three years, I'm happy to be here like always. Yeah, appreciate it. No, BG has always been a a, a, a supporter of you um, on the podcast. Uh, he was like, "So I don't care what you do with the podcast as long as you as long as you keep Logan." <laughs> It's like, hey, 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 I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Must mean I do at least something right, right? Because I like, I appreciate BG and respect that man. So, yeah. obviously, happy to be here. That's what's up. That's what's up, uh, Logan. Uh, sensible, sensible guy. Was uh, cool to have uh, for a conversation. Of course, we got Lord Attic Gaming Attic fresh back from the LA trip. I'm a little <laughs> jelly. Yeah, so I feel like I have jet lag for some reason. <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a really long week. That's what's up. That's what's up. But you know, I'm still happy for you, you guys. Got to go out uh, and you know see you know the Xbox that leads to other you know content creators. This is always a good time, good thing to do in LA during the E3 time of year. Uh, so not to uh, like uh, get up, uh, put us behind or anything like that, but. I'm gonna start with some Patreon questions. I don't think there were too many um, because B, the way BG phrased the question, I think he just copied and pasted what what like the showcase based ones. And it was like there was we're not going after the showcase, but uh, it's not really a question. It was more so a statement from uh, Arachimoro, Arachimoro, forty five. He says GT seven clears Midsa. And y'all know it, but Godfield clears DLC man too. <laughs> Any thoughts what? on that? What? So pretty much what he was saying is he said GTA seven clears Midsa and he's calling Forza mid. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I get that part. Yeah. And then he says Godfield clears DLC man too. So I'm assuming Starfield clearing Spider Man too in terms of uh presentation. Uh, I mean, hey, we're gonna we're gonna definitely get into it. Uh, but before we get into it, I want to hear what you guys have been playing. Um, we're going to start with, uh, Logan. Oh man, dude, I've been playing just an absolute random amount of stuff. Uh, so obviously I'm still grinding away at Diablo four. Absolutely loving it. That's like my new release game that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also been playing a lot of like random 
other older stuff. So I did Spec Ops The Line, if you guys remember that game. Yep. I uh, went through Platinum that game. And Wait, then you Platinum I also, or 100% completed it? Uh, platinum it. Like on PlayStation? So, yeah, yeah, I got it on PS3. So like, yeah, I'm like literally, literally plot like got my PS3. Like if you don't see it. Next to the Series so here's S. The Series yeah. S. Right here is the PS3. Right here is my controller. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been playing like oh, like some older stuff. I don't know. I just had an itch to play some older stuff. Um, but then I've also been, and even to go with my older stuff, I just finished Medal of Honor Frontline today. Ooh, wow, that's pretty um, old. If you're, if you, yeah, yeah, if you remember that on the PS2. So I'm working on getting the platinum in that um, as well. Wait, did that game I've, got trophy support? Yeah, it, it's when they did Medal of Honor 2010. Okay. Um, they gave the game uh, trophy support because it was like bundled in Medal of Honor 2010, or you could buy it like separately for like ten bucks. But I, I got it in that Medal of Honor edition. Um, so yeah, I've been playing like just a couple of random old stuff, and then the other new thing that I've been playing. So I've had like two old and two new, right? Diablo, um, Spec Ops, Medal of Honor, and then my other new one is that I've actually been playing uh, Amnesia the Bunker um, yes. that was popped up on Xbox and Game Pass, and I am absolutely loving that game. Um, if you love horror games, I, I'd highly recommend it. It's like takes place, I want to say, around World War II. Um, you're basically trapped in this bunker with this mysterious monster, and you're trying to obviously escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you start like unlocking like certain areas of this bunker and, and trying to find stuff to help you get out of there. And then this monster will just randomly come out of the walls and try to like hunt you down basically. And there's these rats and it's just a whole, whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just loving like the exploration, reading the notes, um, finding like the combinations for like fallen soldiers. Uh, Cause there's like a big like locker room that has like all their stuff locked behind it. And uh, yeah, I'm like absolutely loving Amnesia the Bunker. So those are like my four games I've been like swapping through. Mm-hmm. And then um, obviously I'm excited for Final Fantasy 16 uh, coming out here in just you know less than a week. So amped and ready to play that. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been getting into recently. That's what's up. That's what's up, Attic. I know you've been playing. Uh... I know I, I believe you mentioned uh, before Final Fantasy, but I want to know what you. Uh, been currently playing uh, Persona 5 Royale. I've been putting a lot more time into that. Every time I start to play Persona, I end up dropping it because something happened. Or I remember I was playing it on the PS4, but then when I got the, uh, the PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. I assumed all the save transfers would come over as long as I was a PlayStation Plus member. Mm-hmm. But apparently, you have to like manually black it up or something. Yeah. So I lost it there. So, um, you know. I've been, and then I started playing on the PlayStation 5 as a new save. And I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? After it was announced for the, for the Xbox, so let me just wait for it to get on Xbox at this point. Yeah, uh, that's always been a thing with me with PlayStation um, games. So I just really uh, sort of just gave up, like relying on uh, save files. Uh, for because I've lost like like I like I lost my Last of Us Part Two save file like even though I have I, I beat it whatever I got whatever trophies but if I was to boot up the game again it would have to be a new game as if nothing ever happened, um, mm-hmm. but um, which I mean which is like 
find and whatnot. That's why I'm very selective on like my uh, the games that I uh, play over there. I played the uh, only thing I've really done significantly was play the Liza P demo and Final Fantasy 16 demo. Um, Liza P, uh, I need a little bit more practice. I have to just get myself back into uh, the Soulsborne okay. experience. I think the game is going to uh, is going to be decent. It's not going to be. It's not a reincarnation of, of Bloodborne. Um, so I feel like the game is going to uh, land well. It just won't be that, you know, critical hit, but it's going to be good, especially for fans of the genre. But the demo so far was pretty decent. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Um, you guys know how I feel about Square Enix. Um, <laughs> and um, I figured, you know, I'd give it a try. It's, it's free on the PlayStation, um, PlayStation Store to give it a try. Uh, Demo's pretty good. Good job with the, uh, you know, the gameplay, the combat, uh, the satisfying combat. Um, it's I'm pretty sure the game's uh, going to score well. Uh, I think Platinum did a decent job with the game. Uh, um, the uh, I'm I'm interested. I'd play it. I definitely I would buy it. But um, I'm just I'm just not sure if I'm going to do it day one. I have no I don't I have not preloaded the game, pre-downloaded the game, or pre-ordered the game or whatever. Uh, but it's probably going to be one of those, you know, late scratches. I don't see, foresee anything significant that I'm playing unless I go into the backlog where I have a ton of games that I really need to play. But I took like a significant break from playing heavily, like drowning myself in a particular game. I think the last game that I seriously played uh, and, and, and beaten was like Ravenlock. And then I haven't really touched anything um, since then. I still have Hogwarts pending. I have to finish that. Still have, um, oh my God, uh, what other game had came out this year? Atomic Heart. Haven't finished that. And um, but there's another game that I'm missing uh, that came out. And I haven't really even touched Diablo, uh, which I didn't realize that I had until uh, maybe a, a couple weeks ago. So um, I would like to try that, but We'll see what happens. Um, so as far as the uh, uh, what's on today's agenda, a couple things. Obviously, it's been a week since you know the showcases have wrapped up. Uh, you know, a Xbox game showcase, Ubisoft. Uh, the, I know there was a PC game showcase and everything. Um, and you know, people are obviously still talking about the showcase. So I want to get everybody's sort of beat now. Obviously, I did the show, uh, the live reaction on the Iron Lures podcast. Shout out to King David, hold the line. Um, uh, Laura Attic for, you know, giving me the blessing to host it. Um, and then we did a react, uh, uh, I want to say immediate reactions after the show. I think I might have published a video about the showcase uh, in that time frame. But a week later, the dust is settled. Uh, and, and Logan, definitely curious uh, of your... Uh, reactions your thoughts uh to the show i think i might have saw a couple things on discord but i didn't um kind of get like the full feel of what you thought on the xbox showcase yeah so are you just talking about the xbox showcase in general or are we talking about like summer games as like a whole um i'll limit it to xbox uh showcase uh, i know summer games like there, okay. were, there were some some key highlights i think i think like alan week and spider-man was a standout i believe with some of the revelations there yeah um, so, so I was actually pleasantly uh, pleased by Xbox's showcase. I think it was the the best showcase um, that was out out of the whole Summer Games Fest. Um, 
you know thing i was very disappointed in like capcoms and and uh what was uh, i'm trying to think of what's the one the company they just did the shadows of the damn remake um grasshopper manufacturing had a showcase Mm -hmm. i was actually expecting like i don't know something new from them because it's been kind of a while since we've seen anything um but i think xbox actually nailed it pretty much out of the park um outside of a couple of things that i wish we would have gotten a little bit more of a more in-depth look at fable um because i'm that's like one of my most anticipated titles because i love absolutely love fable love fable one two three um just adored that franchise altogether so i'm very excited that you know it seems like from what we were shown playground i i think it'll be in good hands with playground um you know i'm kind of interested to see them finally branch out of just doing forza horizon because we saw that with respawn entertainment when they went away from doing titan falls and first person shooters they've actually made pretty decent games you know out with the star wars franchise um so i'm kind of hoping that playgrounds kind of gets that same legacy you know started with them uh but um from like my highlights definitely starfield um that's one of my more anticipated games of this year even though i know that game's actually coming on game pass and i can have it on day one i could buy the premium edition i actually uh have the collector's edition pre-ordered um so i actually got the collector's edition pre-ordered on best buy it's the first xbox game that i cannot tell you in how long that i'm like like actually legitimately really super excited to get my hands on and play um i love the starfield direct i thought it was a big mass improvement from what we saw last year and we got to see a lot more in depth to it we got the combat looks a lot better um the graphics look a lot better the towns everything just a way overall improvement and it's like one of those the games that like that year actually looks like it was worth the wait, right? Cause we were all disappointed that it was getting delayed last year, but it looks like that year long wait to see, you know what we're getting now. Definitely a lot better. Cause I remember when Halo had that year long wait, I feel like it didn't live up to that year long wait when it actually came out. But from what Starfield's looking like, um, it's looking really good. Uh, other big things from the, the showcase um, clockwork revolution was another big, uh, big show for me. Um, cause I love Bioshock. I love those first person shooters, uh, yeah. the steampunk aesthetic. So like, I'm, I'm really pumped for what's going to come out of clockwork revolution. Um, and then obviously they had, you know, a couple little smaller titles and stuff like that. Forza looks, you know, Forza is going to be Forza. I love Forza. Um, so excited for Forza Motorsport. Hey, I was kind of hoping for a little bit of an earlier release date than yeah. October yeah. because yeah. October is super packed as it is. So for Forza to kind of get slammed in there with the likes of, I mean, in between Starfield, Spider-Man, um, Alan Wake 2, like it, like September to October, I need to find a way to get two months of work just straight off yeah. um, because there there's just way, like everything I'm looking forward to to come out is coming out literally in September, October. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I love the show. I think it's one of their better shows um, in, in recent years. Um, if not, you know, kind of one of their all-time best ones. And I just hope, you know, that, they, that they're that they able to deliver on what they showed, right? So I didn't come out of their showcase disappointed. I just need them to deliver on the games that they showed and then be... Because no matter what Phil Spencer says, great games do make a difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, absolutely. Uh, the, the showcase, like I said, was a, you know, running um, success, like I said. So a week later, look at Twitter, everybody is still... You know, talking about uh, uh, so, so some of the games that was at the showcase, whether it be 
uh, to uh, downplay them or to like overhype them. You know, they're still being uh, talked about. Attic man, it's been a week since the showcase. Have your thoughts changed? Has anything? Have you? Have did? You, are you more excited about something than you previously were after seeing the showcase, or like has anything changed? You're muted. Starfield. I, I think that was the the game that really took the wind out of the cell. Like in terms of like a good thing. Like I just feel like. The, it's like I said, the biggest criticisms I can give was the Hellblade thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say what they showed on Starfield and they showed the mood that you're going to have with Fable. It was really good, you know, type of experience. I, I know I personally am a little disappointed of the avowal showing. Uh, but, you know, that that's for a different day. <laughs> I, okay. Um, personally... The, the the pillars uh, I think we talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago on when we were predicting the showcase. I feel like the pillars uh showed well with the even with the Hellblade, even though the thing is it wasn't that Hellblade looked bad, it's the fact that we, we didn't see what we wanted of it and that was combat, right? That's my biggest complaint with the Hellblade demo. It's like, all right, we know Hellblade looks good. It looks good. They're, they're, we're not denying that. We just want to now see how it plays. And I feel like uh, they did not execute that showing. Now, Avowed, I don't care what nobody says. I know a lot of people, a lot of people was talking about Avowed. People say it got downgraded. And I'm trying to figure out from what since the first time we saw Avowed was a CGI that really showed burning arrows and cool Ghostwire Tokyo hand gestures. That's, that's really what we saw from Avowed as a CGI. But I can get jiggy with what we saw as from a game. Like, it looked like, okay, this is feasible, tangible. This literally what I looks like um and i might have said this before avowed looks like what the outer world team would make if they had to take a shot at a skyrim competitor that <laughs> it, it just looks like a, a obsidian version of uh skyrim just like how the outer worlds was praised as like a a more approachable more fun version remember when outer worlds was first announced it was like yeah this is how you do a Fallout game, right? When it was first announced and all that stuff, and like, and I thoroughly and I've and I've never beaten a Fallout game. I thoroughly enjoyed the Outer Worlds, beat it and beat the DLC. Love the game, love the world, love the characters, love the color, the vibrant, uh, the vibrancy of the game. Um, and we know Obsidian, their 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 graphics are typically maybe a tear bit better above Bethesda's <laughs> graphics when they make uh, uh, make games. But when I saw the Avowed thing, it was like, okay, yeah, this is what I uh, what I expect. Uh, it looked, I don't see now, I think people were disappointed about the, the scope uh, of the game because it's not as big. It's going to be like Outer Worlds, meaning it's not going to be this massive uh, open world or anything like that. Like a Fallout game, the game... Uh, I can't why Avowed is going to have an ending. It, it can it, I can see myself finishing the game within 30 hours or so like that, which is perfectly fine. But what didn't you like about uh what you saw from Avowed? I just felt like what they showed us in that 2019 or I can't remember at this point when these games it's 2021, I think. 2021 or 2020. 2021. I felt like what they showed us in 2021 in terms of art style is representation of what I saw in that gameplay trailer. 
Look, does that mean it's going to be bad? No. But if you look at the trailer that they announced about with, it did look like a more dark, grainy art style, kind of like something you would get from Skyrim. And some of those biomes were very colorful, and that's not a bad thing, but it's just like that's not what I was expecting. No, understood, understood. I mean, I saw people online calling it Sea of like saying it looks like Sea of Thieves, which I found baffling. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see Sea of Thieves in that at all. Like, I don't know. I I don't know if if I'm just a weird one, but I didn't like. I actually liked it too. Like, I thought it looked pretty damn dope of a game. So I wasn't too sure. Like, yeah, I get. Obviously, it looks different than whatever the first showing was. But when you think about its first showing, the first showing wasn't the actual game. Right, the first showing was the actual just the, the the CG trailer that we've all come to loathe and hate. Right, so being able to actually see what the game looks like, like I was I was impressed with it, and it looked like basically you know how you were saying like Outer Worlds was a you know colorful, vibrant you know space world. This kind of looked like it's their version of a colorful, vibrant like Oblivion or Skyrim, you know, something yeah. like that. Which which I'm I'm on board with a hundred percent. Um, so. I didn't really take away from that, like, as in, like, I was disappointed in it. I could get, like, why people would be disappointed in it if they're just solely basing off of what was shown um, previously, but what they shown previously was not the actual game. It was, but, you know, but that, I, that I, nice I do feel like, to a point, you do have to get a realism in the trailers that that's generally the tone you're going to go for. Like, when you watch The Outer Worlds... It's not like they show the original one had like all these these dark grin tone art styles and then they went to that like from the start it was that art style when they showed the outer worlds the first time so i mean again i i get what you're saying um with that but my thing is is that i feel like with when we first they first revealed about we got to see what we call a concept and i think what they did was they know that they executed in the gameplay reveals like all right we got the concept of the hand gesture and the magical how that's going to work uh the like obviously the wielding of uh weapons um sure i mean could maybe overall the game isn't as dark as we have but maybe do we revisit do we revisit that cave in the actual game where you know and we have those dark and gloomy uh moments possibly but Overall, I mean, I, I can't look at it as a negative thing because from that CGI trailer that we saw that that if we're going based off on that, I can't really say what we were going to get as a game. Uh, from the final trailer that we got uh, at the showcase, I kind of have an idea of what we're going to get as a game. And that's why I guess I and, and I'm comfortable with it. Um, the other uh, thing that now obviously uh, Logan, you uh, brought up uh, made headlines uh, clock work revolution. This is in exiles. Uh, game which looks pretty damn good uh got draw a lot of comparisons to uh a bioshock infinite and um yeah. they've come out and said you know this is it's still pretty much an rpg um they didn't give us a release uh date or a release window um uh, any thoughts i mean the game from what we saw it looked like we were seeing game play like cuts this wasn't like cgi this looked like something that was very much playable i just hope that it is i hope that when that game releases that that's that's what that looks like because because you're right that didn't look like a the cg trailer you know that we've we've come to kind of get from microsoft for the most part that actually looked like 
the game running on whatever system, whether it be PC, the Series X, whatever, it actually looked like the game running and, and potentially what we're going to hopefully get from that game. Um, I'm just hoping that it, it's it, that's what it sticks with. Um, so Forza showed up. It's getting a lot of... Uh... Damn, not even ask me about oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Addict. My bad, my bad. A clock Tower... Uh... Clock Tower Revolution. Clock Tower. Clock Tower. Cl- oh damn! I said Clock Tower. You know <laughs> no, what I'm thinking about? You're, tower getting, you're getting that uh, that other that yeah, other Tower Tower Yeah, tower yeah, board yeah, yeah, yeah. Clock <laughs> Clockwork. Attic, go. Smooth had a long day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that studio people are sleeping on. I think if you if you like hardcore RPGs, like go play Wasteland Three. I know it's like a turn-based game, but when you play that game, like the core mechanics of RPG is in that game to a high degree. And when I see when I seen that, all I saw of is they're gonna take they're gonna take Wasteland Three, amp it up, make it a, a like a first-person, third-person type of game. I don't know if it's gonna be third-person. Give you a bunch of trees that you can do. Give you a bunch of different uh, you know pathways, and then just slap that stuff out. Yeah, man, I, I I can't front. I've never been a I've I I don't think I've done gone through any uh an exile game, uh, and I and I don't play obviously wasteland. I don't even know how to play those games. I try every time. So what makes me um excited for Clockwork Revolution is that it's different from the games from Wasteland. It's a it's a first person uh. RPG, a first-person shooter RPG. So it's two genres that I can actually that I can actually play. I can play first-person shooters and I can play RPGs. Um, so I'm in, and I know they're they're held as like some of the pioneers of the type of the games that they do. And I believe I saw something on Twitter about one of the developers. Um, I think working on a game uh, in the same sort of like genre, like back in 1998. For like the PC and stuff like that, and it was with some of the people that still work at um, in Exile, and they called it like a a dream come true. I hope this game comes out next year. I feel like the thing is between you know Fable, which we're going to talk about, uh, Clockwork, and obviously we know for a fact Hellblade and Avowed they're they're in Flight Sim 2024, all targeted in 2024. But I hope they can they can that 2024 is those all those games that we saw uh clockwork uh avowed hellblade and and i know it's a, a pipe dream but fable i like I, i'm hoping that's uh uh next year um i think i think clockwork's probably a 2026 game damn or 2025 uh middle 2025 i think fable is a 2020 uh i would say 2025 early 2025 did, they, did see- they not give a year for Fable? I thought they did 2024. No, they didn't. No. They didn't say nothing about Fable. Uh, to me, if it was coming out in 2023, 20, uh, 2024, they would have gave it a 2024 release date. Um, that's why I feel like... I, I'm just going like Clockwork Revolution. I think that's his name. It seemed like the mo like they ended with it, so I don't feel like there is a lot of development on it, but I, I feel like they're probably just starting you know, main production on it or they they haven't started it too long. To me, that's a early twenty twenty six game. Like I, I don't see that coming out next year or the year after that. And plus you got it 
get realistic. The these studios are starting to get ready to post stuff pretty regularly. They might have to push stuff back just naturally because I, I would assume next year we're going to hear something about the next gears. You know, these games are going to be coming out to the point where they're gonna they're gonna fight each other for what quarter. So stuff's going to just naturally get delayed because they can't compete with e- with each other. I mean, that's the ideal <laughs> dream state, though, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'd I'd rather have that. Like, okay, they're they're delaying or not even delaying, but maybe just like just internally delaying stuff because of that you know don't give us a release date and then delay them um because that would just mean that we're getting a steady stream of content just over and over and over and just also games with more polish you know so that would be the ideal dream state i think that they would hopefully get to yeah um the i I don't like the whole idea of like you know the let's like move this game to make room for this game and then what happens when the game then needs a delay? Are you going to bring that game back? Like, <laughs> it's Dude. stuff like that where you end up pushing both. Uh, the You push the original game and then push the game that was supposed to take that game's place. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, they used to do the let's, launch, let's, let's reveal game, like, way before it needs to be revealed. Because they needed to show content. They needed to show some form of roadmap. But when you got a lot more games that you can produce you don't have to do that as much because now it's like okay i'm not gonna show gears three years in advance because i need to show something on our stage i have other things i can show i can literally let coalition do whatever they want and be like i'll see you in a couple years when you are probably 12 months from launching Uh, i i think you're going to start seeing more games have concrete release dates unless like like another pandemic or something happened i think the more games you have and the more studios you have, as long as they're competent studios, you're going to see less and less delays because you're not having to put games out there years and years in advance because you actually have other stuff you could show. They they literally had said at one point in time there was one year where they showed Halo. It wasn't because Halo was ready or even needed to be shown. They showed Halo because that was like the biggest game they could possibly produce at that moment. You don't have those kind of those things at the at anymore like you can there's always going to be something you can show now as long as these studios are doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah um i would say i i, I get what you're saying um but I, I get i guess i get like frustrated when they you know they, they they're finally hitting a stride where they can show us like these new games and whatnot and then it's like the situation where it's like all right well you know they come <laughs> they come when they come um because the the one thing that i found disappointing about the showcase is wasn't really that anything anything in the showcase it was more so it's like wow 2023 you know obviously starfield is going to be one of those biggest games and you know it's arguably it could be has potential to be the you know game of the generation if they you know execute um but you know you you think about that you're like all right well starfield technically was supposed to come out last year right so it's like what was actually really planning or targeting 2023 um so and that's where it's like you look at it it's like yeah it's better than 2022 but there's not really outside of the games that were delayed from 2022 (laughs) into 2023 there's no there there was actually no releases for 2023 hi-fi outside of hi-fi rush because nobody had no clue about that game um 
But um, and I think that is a prey and, and consequences for, you know, uh, a mixture between the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes longer to make games in general now. Uh, it's just a bunch of combinations that's come together. Yeah. Uh, incompetent leadership to a degree on some of these studios. Like there's a variety of things. And a lot of the issues can be pointed up to Xbox. They got to tighten the leash on stuff. They got to do better quality control. They got to check on these studios more. Like a lot can be put on Xbox. All right. So the other game, obviously, that was shown for so we saw it again. Um, just checking like the um, the temperature online. A lot of people, um, you know, saying the game uh, looks uh, downgraded. Xbox with their messaging about the game, they're very pretty much blatantly telling you this game is a not representative of the final uh, quality. To me, the game looks good. I mean, I think there's you can't mess up a Forza. I haven't seen one bad looking Forza game. Um, we know the game is going to be ha- going to have like uh, ray tracing and uh, it's going to be 60 FPS, um, 4K. Um, we've uh, seen different tracks. Uh, we've seen like the uh, the improvements that they've made. They gave us like a test run through like the UI and everything like that. Um, the release date, like I said, is October. I'm again. I'm with Logan on the whole release date. I think it's later than I would have wanted it. I was hoping they do like a maybe an August or something like that. I but... was almost wanting like a shadow drop. Dude. Like, <laughs> like, come on, it's Forza. Like, it's it's a it's a known franchise that's been around for ages. Yeah. The fact that it's been delayed and and all this stuff, like uh, I was hoping for a way earlier release date than in October. Yeah, being that it was in the developer's direct, it was the only game in the developer direct without a release date. So it's like crap, man. Um, At so, this point, man, I was I think we're lucky that game is even hitting this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, but I think I was, and that was the thing, right? The Hellblade thing or the Evolve thing. I was hoping one of those games would would have been a surprise to close out the year. I was like, all right, if you close out with Starfield, Forza, and, and Hellblade, then hats off, <laughs> like hats off. But you know, real uh, realism sets in, you know, and they're you know they're closing the year with um, Starfield and Forza. They got Age of Empires uh, console port and. Um, they got some cool Game Pass drops. Game Pass is going to be very, very, very busy in the month of September uh, between, you know, Payday 3, uh, Liza P, um, Starfield, uh, and I think, uh, what's the uh, part, what, Party Animals? Um, all launching within, like, that same uh, period, of course, and then, you know, Starfield gets an earlier um, release. Actually, Starfield, you know, if you're if you're playing... Know the premium version, we're gonna get that as of uh August 31st. Um, Fable was uh open, open the show, and uh, by far, you know, outside of the, the Starfield stuff, Fable was my favorite thing shown. Um, and it, it really impressed um, a lot of people. You know, obviously, there was things that people tried to point out, people didn't like the character, uh, the main character, the way that she looked, but the actual model for the girl is actually actually attractive. Um, the, the a lot of people argue, like, oh, this is not gameplay, this is not game, this is like CGI. And it, like, developers, several developers came out to like contest that. And obviously, Matt Booty and Phil Spencer, you know, had their interviews and talk about it, but. Fable still like I'm just like 
I'm, I'm pumped about. I'm looking forward to it. And just seeing, like, Playground, again, once proven that they're one of Xbox, if not the best Xbox uh, studio. And they have an opportunity to, like, really be that, like, driving force for Xbox. And, and Fable has an opportunity to be an amazing game. So, um, like, a week, one week later, man, your thoughts on uh, what we saw from Fable? Um, any additional commentary on that? Who are you talking to? Whoever wants to chime in. Well, you got to start saying people, man. <laughs> All right, addict. You want to chime in on Fable? <laughs> um, I think Fable looks good. Um, I I would have preferred a little bit more on like story elements that was in the trailer. I understand that this was like a tone trailer showing that the tone of the the game still has a, a lot of the British humor in it, but it's just like. To me, if you're not a fable head, the trailer probably didn't do nothing for you because that's all it was. It was like a fable trailer. It wasn't a trailer dedicated to like bringing people into to the brand. It's like unless you know about the kicking the chickens and stuff, a lot of these inside jokes aren't going to really hit very well. So I'm assuming you wanted to see more like fable lore based, like Jack of Blades or like some science. Not, of- not even that. Like maybe a little bit more. Uh, a more explanation of how they're going to do like cause and effect where it's I don't know what I wanted to see what I saw was fine it's just I feel like if you're not a fable head and you played all these fables you're going to look at that and besides oh it looks graphically good what did you really gain from that fable trailer like not much yeah, I think they wanted to make a statement. Playground wanted to show that, you know, they can do something other than racing and that they can make a great looking game. And it's running on a, the, the Forza Tech. Um, I like I get what you're saying. If you're a fan of Fable, we got to think about it. Fable's really old at this point, right? I mean, the last one came out 2012. So if you were in your uh, if you were in your like, you know, 20s or whatever, playing this one. Uh, you're in your you know 30s now, or if you were in your teens, you're in your 20s. So at the end of the day, I think they're the point of revealing Fable is is almost like revealing a new IP uh, to new Xbox customers. It's like, oh, this game looks good. You know what I mean? And, I haven't had a new Fable since the 360 era. Yeah, and then also you can consider this, right? Um, people, I, I look at it and like, oh, people are playing. You know what, Harry Potter, the game looks good, and, and that may serve as a reminder of, of F Harry Potter, and, and, and Harry Potter was refi- uh, received pretty well. Logan, your thoughts on this uh, uh, Fable showcase? I know you uh, mentioned it early in how you um, liked it, but just wanted to uh, take a, a bit of a deeper dive into it. Um, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I thought it set the, the tone for basically what Fable is, right? It's a quirky RPG that has a lot of jokes and kicking chickens and and stuff like that. Um, the only thing, and, and I see a lot of the the discourse out there about it's not the actual game, like gameplay stuff like that. And I kind of wish that they would have done a little bit better messaging of maybe what the actual gameplay was. I could kind of tell, obviously, when you're watching it. I don't think there was any time in the trailer that you know there was like the combat of the gameplay and stuff like that, but. I could tell that the gameplay that the developers were talking about is essentially what looked like kind of like cinematic 
it was the like, fireball scene. Like cuts. And I, yeah, like the, well, like just like when you, when you were the really tall, you know, tall, like tiny person, and there was a big dude. And like, yeah, that, that kind of looked like jumping through the fire and stuff. Yeah. Like that looked like, like the cin- cinematic, like gameplay, I guess I would say, right. Not actually like going out into the world and exploring and stuff. And, and as Attic just said, you know, throwing the, the fireball, like I believe that that's, the actual gameplay like that's the actual game running right um i just wish that they would have had a little bit more i want to see what the what the world's going to look like right i want to see what and and maybe that's just because things aren't ready so they just want to show what is ready um but because i i love fable like i played fable 2 fable 3 i did the anniversary edition um so for me like it's been a very long time coming um, when I was when they first announced that Playground was because they they actually hinted at Playground working on Fable back in 2018. Um, I remember that they they, they there was rumors little... that they were yeah. going to work on an RPG before it got out that it was Fable. Yeah, that was in yeah. back in 2017 well, when that happened. Yeah. Was it was it 2018 or 2017? I I know that they they said it. Playground was working on an RPG, which then everybody kind of already knew. Hey, it's it's Fable, right? Um, just yeah. the way that they that they kind of announced that Playground was working on it. Um, it was rumored so, that the Fable project was the only reason that they uh, that Playground agreed to be bought. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll take it, man, because I, I've I've been in the need for Fable um, for for a very long time. Um, I just love the the humor, the setting, the combat, the exploration, the charm that Fable has. Um, that, that series is just very, very unique in all those realms. Um, I just, I just want something like more firm. Like I, I like if they would have, you know, come at a 2024, um, you know, release window of a year or, you know, just something a little bit more tangible. Um, cause when I thought that they were opening with fable, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. like this is like going to be huge. And while the trailer was huge, I still kind of was even though I'm excited, I didn't feel like I had too much tangible um, from that trailer. To you know what they're going to really. do, don't you? They're going to, you know, how Starfield was was combined with the showcase this year. Next year's showcase is like going to combine with Fable, like a Fable Direct. Hey, yeah, and I mean, it, if that's the okay release because... date at the end of it. Hey, I mean, if if that's what they do next year, I'm okay with it because I, I it, very, it, very, I'm very much like the Starfield um, Direct, like yeah, how that was set up. That was dope. Um, yeah, like getting like a very big deep dive into the game, showing all the aspects only, of it. Like, like I love that. That the Starfield only Direct. criticism I will give them is next time you have a one more thing, which was technically <laughs> Clockwork Revolution. <laughs> don't you need to set it up as a one more thing, like. They they should have separated the two shows to some degree. I, I don't know how they would have did it. Maybe have like an like another clock comes up where it's like five minutes before the show starts. And then he should have said, but before we get to the Starfield Direct, I have one more thing for you. Because it and then show clockwork revolution. Because it kind of took that that drop mic moment that you're normally used to getting at the end. Because that's when they announced Fable. That's when they announced Redfall. Like it took that away. Where he's like, the one more thing is the Starfield Direct we knew about. Like 
it, it's just like nah it's like you know they should have came out there said we have one more thing for you then we're gonna get onto the starfield direct that's where you show that that game and then it goes into like a, a two-minute timer going into the starfield direct I'm going to say this. If you said there's going to be a Fable Direct next year um, to uh, send off the Xbox showcase next year, then Fable's coming out next holiday. <laughs> there's no way you do a Direct for a game that's going to come out in, like, I don't know, quarter two of 2025 or, like, quarter three of 2025. Uh, yeah, um, I... I think you're going to start seeing these games. Like we want all, we want the gameplay of Hellblade, all this. I don't think that Microsoft's going to do stuff like that anymore. I think they're going to save a lot of this information for these directs, these giant breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, fair enough. And you yeah. know, I I think for the most part, you're going to get more directs like we did at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. where it's just showing us like four get like four games, and they're showing us a lot for it, and then. Around E3, if it's a big enough game, they're going to combine it with that showcase like they did with Starfield. And it, that's going to be towards games that's heavenly, has a lot of stuff in it, and you, can, you can't realistically show with another three games. I think you're going to... And at the beginning of the year, you're going to see a Hellblade, Avowed, and, and you know some indie games or something. And then maybe you even see something fable related in there and it's going to once you get to the showcase next year they're going to go to that straight to the showcase like really break down fable and then at the end have like a, like a march release date or something yeah i mean i can see that uh, uh, a showcase uh in a developer direct next year next january that covers avowed hellblade 2 and maybe flight sim 2024 um, I'm not sure what else is coming in um, that year. I think whatever the next big game at that point would be covered in uh, the the showcase. But I think Hellblade and Avowed really should be covering the first two quarters of next year. I don't know which one comes first. Uh, maybe it's... Uh, I would say it's Avowed. Because to me, Hellblade... Avowed showed a lot for that little trailer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think... I don't know. Who knows? At this point, both those games could be realistically almost out the door, and they're internally deciding who goes first right now. Yeah. Like, so at that point, you do so. Uh, I mean, give one of those games in uh, February, and then the next game you give at the uh, like the probably. Uh, I, I'm looking at a February and a, a a May release probably. Okay. Um. So, about right before E3, like right before their next showcase. Okay. Uh, but I think I do think that... they need to one of those those early because you know how February usually come out stopping like uh, for game releases. One of those games got to come out in February, February or March, man. Yeah, yeah. E- even though that I, I disagree with how they presented us avowed back mm-hmm. then compared to what we got in that trailer, mm-hmm. I still think that's that's. 89, 90, 90, 91, 92 game all day long. Oh, okay. As far as a meta score. Yeah, it's still going to be highly rated, highly loved because Obsidian really hasn't made anything bad. True. Yeah, they haven't. They've been on they've been on a roll. Yeah. Um, Pendament and Grounded turned out to be successful. So yeah, they, those were like high 80 games, right? Uh, I know Pentiment mm-hmm. was like around like, a, I think 88, 89, whatever. Um, so now we have, you know, the Starfield showcase, which 
uh, one of the best, you know, video game breakdowns. And, you know, this is coming after, you know, uh, years of different forms of state of plays, you know, um, and other demonstrations. This is one of the best uh, breakdown um, of a video game that I've seen. It was about, I think, 42 minutes in runtime. And it gave us the information that we needed. And they were kind enough on YouTube to put like a, a timestamp for each part of the game that matters, whether it was gameplay, uh, uh, story, um, uh, space combat, base building. Um, I just want to hear your, your thoughts, Logan, on this Starfield. Because uh, you you said I, your mic cut out when you mentioned the, the, the version that you pre-ordered. Uh, uh, oh. I didn't realize that my mic cut out. So the, I, I'm getting the collector's edition. Um, Is that so the? I, I, I got the the three the three hundred dollar edition that comes with the the fancy the watch and the hundred dollar premium edition of the game. Um, basically, what I was was getting at is like this is the first time that I've been super excited for like an Xbox game, right? Um, so I, I'm going all in. Also, uh, weird fact about me that probably most of you guys don't know: I love watches. Um, I actually have quite a few fancy, expensive watches. So, buying paying three hundred dollars for a watch really isn't uh, honestly too expensive um, compared to some watches that I've had. Um, and so that was just like, hey, I want this. I want this yeah, I... watch, dude. I'm I'm ready for this game. I want the the premium edition to get the five days early access and also get the um, the first add-on pack. You know, the the first expansion that they're going to be releasing to in the premium uh, pack as well. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking into taking some PTO. This game seems absolutely uh, insane, um, scope-wise and size-wise. Um, I was really I liked the Starfield Direct because it, it showed a lot of things that last year I was a little bit skeptical on. Um, big thing last year that they showed is I was not a super big fan of how the actual combat and gameplay looked. Um, I thought it was it looked a little rough last year when they showed it, and it looks like they improved like the actual combat and the actual like like stuff that you'll do to fight people, right? Um, it looks a lot better uh, combat wise. Uh, also, like uh, when they showed off the fact that you can go from you know flying your ship around and actually like board other ships. Yeah, that, and, that's what I knew for a fact. I was I'm like, be a space I was like. Yo, I was like, I could board in that the way, like I forget what that lady's name is. It was a developer, like, but like that whole segment, you know, kind of <laughs> I, I laughed so hard at that segment where she's like, I want to board people's ships and steal. I hope all their you sandwiches. can like negotiate with them. Like, yeah, like you'll be flying at them. It, it like kind of like those like Star Wars Galactic. Like if you got like a high thing. enough skill tree, like if you got like a high enough, like it's like just skill, let me like board you and I'll let you live. No, yeah. okay, I'm gonna come on there, I'm gonna kill everybody. Like yeah. But like the fact that like you could steal like the whole entire ship's like sandwiches, I was like, dude, that's so absurd. But um, so like that kind of won me over. Like be being like a space pirate, I think it's gonna be really cool because you could either destroy the ships or board the ships. I also liked the um, like how you could build your ship, right? You could build it, customize it, um, do what kind of wacky designs you want with it, and kind of really make it your ship by how you want to build it. Um, and the the other thing was I liked. Like that you could have like your own crew, right? Um, I loved I loved Mass Effect. I love one of the best things about Mass Effect was getting on your ship, having those conversations with your crew members, you know, doing different stuff uh, with them. So like being able to see like 
your crew on your deck and you'll probably, you know, develop relationships and stuff with them and maybe be able to go do certain uh, quests and stuff for, you know, your crew members. Like, I thought that that was a, a super dope showing of it. Um, also, like, I loved how vast the towns looked. They looked way more improved over last year. Um, I liked the the western town, I think, was probably my favorite uh, when I was looking at it. I was like, dude, I want to be like a, a space cowboy, right? Um, get decked out in space cowboy gear and, and, and go out there and be a pirate at the same time. Um, I'm just pumped for it, right? Like, I, I can't express, like... It's probably my most anticipated title of this year. Um, and I thought it was very good showing it. It it got rid of a lot of the doubts that I had from it from last year. 100%. Yeah, uh, Starfield, like I said, it looks good. Like, I enjoyed every bit of the combat. What, even the melee. The 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 hand-to-hand combat. Uh, they showed off stealth. Though the boarding uh, was uh, pretty cool being that you can board a ship and then there will still be because it's one the, the crazy thing is the game is so many systems and so many mini games in one so you when you're in space right it's a, almost a space combat game right that you're if yeah you, you stay mm-hmm. up there and fight all uh, all night until you decide to land right and then the fact that you can you know approach a ship get on the ship and then the ship itself is inside it's pretty much a level with people in it that you can obviously fight and um you know and conversate mm-hmm. with i think that would be yeah, <laughs> my bad. But um, I think that's uh also dope. And there was like this moment in the game where the dude uh tossed a little grenade inside this room they were in. And they shut the door. <laughs> um, that was like one of my uh favorite moments of the trailer. Uh, Todd Howard, I think in the interview, I think this came. I don't know if this came up in the direct or in the interview afterwards, but he talked about like if you are like a certain like religion in the game, right? That you can literally. You know, based off that, like avoid like, fights. Way out yeah, of you can talk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and those are those 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 cool RPG elements. Now, you guys know, and especially you, Logan, know all the types of games I would play and won't play. Uh, I'm not the. Um, and obviously, I haven't like really like put myself in like a, a Bethesda game, like the Skyrim's and the Falls. I played them, but I've never like saw them all the way through. So mm-hmm. Starfield is really like my opportunity to try to get out because it's a new IP, right? I'm, I don't have to anything to learn from, right? Um, and we get, and I can get in at the same time as everyone else and, and, and pretty much uh, go uh, from there. But they have a lot of uh, things going on um, in this game that's very impressive. And I really hope uh, that they um, do execute. I saw like the I've ordered the headphones and which is Attic is currently wearing. Um, I've also ordered the controller, uh, so I'm expected to have those uh, next week, which Attic currently has. I tried to finesse the retailers and see if they can you know hand it to me, but um, I gotta wait for them to come. So I think awesome, awesome controller design, awesome headset. I'm gonna give my classic headsets uh, to my son. Um, since he likes um, wearing the headphones when he games, so I'll give these to my son while I get the uh, get the Starfield ones. Uh, the game has been, you know, obviously doing well. The collector's edition that Logan was managed to achieve is completely sold out. Like, yeah. and that 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 comes with the game, right? What does it all? Oh, yeah, you get the with? you get the premium edition of the game, so like that the hundred dollar version. So you get the game, uh, which 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 comes with the premium add on pack. So like the the whatever they're selling separately for I think it's like forty bucks, 
where you get the five day early access and then you get the um the first expansion and then the premium edition stuff that comes in the three hundred dollar edition too. They better come with it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for three hundred dollars, they better hand me the controller with it. Like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, it was you were going to get a bundle that included the controller, the headset, the watch, <sighs> the get in the game. Um, no, no, unfortunately, yeah, no, unfortunately. Doesn't that would be that would be dumb expensive it. too. That you're looking at a price of a console. Yeah, because like <laughs> the, the headset's what 120 and the controller's 80, so yeah. that's 200 right there. Um, oh yeah. No, but like that, that's just how I mean. That's just how excited I am. I don't I don't buy too many collectors editions. Um, like I might buy like one a year or maybe two if that. Um, so it's just a game that I'm super pumped for, and so I'm just like I, I want it. And then that, that watch is really what i wanted the most <laughs> was that damn watch so i'm like like i said it's not the the most expensive thing i've not the most expensive watch i've ever bought so that's where I, that was where i was able to to kind of justify it at <laughs> that's that, that's true that's funny so you're like hey you can justify the you know the, uh, the watch purchase yeah i can justify <laughs> the watch because yeah. i was like i was like well i'm getting a hundred dollar edition of game so it's only two hundred dollars for the watch and i've spent more than two hundred dollars on a watch before so that's where I was. That's where I was easily easily able to justify it. Right. That's how I was able to spin it on my mind. Now the game. Yeah. Go ahead. My bad. I was gonna say. Um, the biggest question is like, what if this game does everything that they claim it does it well? Do you think this can get Game of the Year? I think it's. Uh, I think it's. It's definitely gonna be a contender for. Yeah, it. I, I definitely think it, it's. It's just going to be hard to, I don't know, something with, even though I, I never played it, I know um, Zelda um, Tears of the Kingdom has the, what's the, the fanfare or the, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the wording for it. Real with you, the, the hype for Zelda already kind of died. I don't even see people talking about it anymore. I think... I think um, I said this on Twitter. People don't like that I said it, but I think, for example, right, like the aesthetic. No, no, I said people. I said this on Twitter, and I don't think people like that I said it. Um, was that for example, Chris? Yeah, God of War twenty eighteen, right? Obviously, it was like you know, big deal. It was a it was a shoe in for game of the year. A couple years later, Ragnarok comes out, and it's. Essentially the same game, right? But it's still great. Still scores high. It's going to get nominated for Game of the Year. But the Elden Ring was such of a hit and a different experience, a breakthrough hit that it was. It was ultimately it beat out God of War uh, for Game of the Year because God of War is familiar already. And I feel like I see the same thing happening with Zelda. I mean, you have Breath of the Wild. It was Game of the Year. Great. I don't. You don't give. The same game, <laughs> back to uh, back to back game of the years. The, I just don't see. I think Starfield is gonna, if they execute it right, right. If they if if it does what it's supposed to do, it, Scarfield it scores a 91, 92, whatever. If it does, if it scores in the nineties, I feel like it's winning the game of the year. Uh, no hands down. I feel like Starfield is gonna be just new enough, new, uh, different enough, so much of a hit that it by default it gets game of the year because tears of the kingdom 
been there, done that. God of War suffered the same thing. The only one that was able to um, really uh, survive that was The Last of Us, uh, right? With the part one and, and part two. Uh, but they were also damn near seven years apart. Yeah, so, they're, they're, they're yeah. very far apart. Yeah, they were really far apart. And, and, and Last of Us 2 was much of a different game. It had a lot of gap, uh, a lot of a, a huge difference from the first game in terms of gameplay, things you can do, the way it looked, than what uh, Ragnarok to God of War 2018 did and what Tears of the Kingdom to Breath of the Wild did. Uh, I think Starfield it, it could be, and I and I know I have like the stigma on me, so I, it's like, so I don't want to like, <laughs> you know, curse the game, but uh, I think. <laughs> I think it can win a game of the year, and if it and if it scores ninety or better, I think it's going to win game of the year. My opinion. I guess, I guess we'll just have to wait and wait and see, because for some reason I've always felt like it. It always seems like the the games that release later in the year sometimes always seem like they're the ones that get snuffed um, for that for the game of the year. Uh, contenders, and I'm not 100% sure why. It always feels like that way. You're right. Um, but on Starfield's side, it's releasing in September, early September. And then for people like yeah, you, so that, that's you, what I'm, I'm hoping a little. It, it'll get a, it'll get a little bit more time in people's hands to really, yeah. hopefully, maybe leave that impression, right? Because um, God of War seemed like it was going to be like a, a almost like a shoe in, but since it was like five days before the, the the cutoff of the game awards happened, um, it seemed like it didn't have that that big impression yet to to the industry where Elden Ring was around for a lot longer. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with people like you who got the that collector's edition, you get to play the game as early as August thirty first, which yeah, is not. I mean, not far, dude. Yeah. You gotta really think about that. We're almost at the end of. Uh, end of sep- or not September, uh, end of June. Yeah, so that means like public like, previews. That, that's like two two months, which I'm so the public reviews got to go up before the five day the five day early access. You think right? I, I all right. So here's what can happen: either it has to go up uh, either by September first, the day that the early people get it, or by the release date. Um, I think that can. Uh, I, I don't know I how big the game is. I mean to get because like yeah you gotta think if this game's as massive as is what they're talking like mm-hmm. you gotta give people time like, like yeah. you don't need like a like a month you gotta need a yeah. month to review this so is this game really gonna be in people's hands and, so you gotta and, think about it, the previews that haven't even quite happened like IGN first still gonna have to is definitely gonna get this game so what's that gonna be next month like when they start doing the the actual previews that where where the game is like Uh-oh. You know how when the game gets close enough to the point where it's like, okay, we're seeing more of it and stuff like that? That hasn't happened yet. That has to happen, but, I'm assuming, soon. Go ahead, Attic. My bad. The only thing I'll say is, like, you, you'll you hear soon about that. Okay. 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 Sounds good to me. Now, Logan. Yeah. You, you were impressed about what you saw from the game. Um, mm-hmm. How did the 30 FPS cap Hit you, uh, being you're a rel- you're a Series X owner, you're a Series S owner. You have PC, of course, right? Um, uh, I don't have a PC powerful enough to run shit. It can barely render out video. 
<laughs> and stream. So I don't I don't have no powerful PC and I don't I don't plan on investing into a a powerful PC. So I will be I have the Series X version of the game okay. um uh pre-ordered. So I will be playing at the I guess you're you know the 30 FPS, right? Mm-hmm. So is that, is that what we're hitting? Yeah, 30 FPS, man. What, your take your thoughts on that? Did that did when you, when that news came out, right? Did that change or impact your thoughts on the game? It didn't impact my pre-order. I will say that. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I'm still pre-ordering this fucking game. Um, I don't, I don't uh, care. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, 30 FPS is not my ideal state to play the game. Um, I don't think that with this with this console and with you know it was supposed to be the 60 120 fps big monster of a machine um i'm i'm still feeling like we're kind of getting screwed out of that uh that dream i guess we were we were sold on 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 this console a little bit um because this is the second high tier um profile game uh coming to xbox exclusively that's hitting this 30 fps cap now I will say, unlike Redfall, um, which I did not like Redfall, I thought Ooh. it was a absolute trash game. Um, when I'm actually looking at Starfield, um, I can kind of better understand the limitations that the game might be having, you know, hardware-wise to hit that 60 FPS. Um, am I am I still happy about it? No. Um, I hope that they'll be able to. Uh, one day, you know, later down the road, be able to get it to where it can hit that 60 FPS. And I, I imagine we'll probably get a 60 FPS patch somewhere down the road. I don't think that Starfield is going to be a game that's capped at that 30 its whole entire life on the Xbox Series X. Um, I, I just don't believe that. Um, for for launch, for launch, yes. Um, for the long term of the game, I don't think it will. Um, so I, I am bummed about that but it's still not going to really impact my uh, decision to play the game, enjoy the game, um, stuff like that. Because regardless of how I feel about 30 FPS, it still hasn't stopped me from playing games. Like I played Gotham Knights. um, I played Redfall. I played uh, a Plague's Tale Requiem when that game came out at 30 FPS. Like I'll still play it. um, And I still live by the fact that a good game is still a good game regardless of its frame rate. Um, obviously some of those games like Gotham Knights, I did not think that that game was a game. Um, I thought it was pretty trash. Um, 30 FPS was not the, uh, issues that I had with it. Same with Redfall. Um, 30 FPS was the least of Redfall's issues. So for me, um, the frame rate really is not that super big of a deal to me. Um, just because as long as the game's like solid and fun and enjoyable, like I'm not that big of a stickler for it to have to be at that 60 FPS. It's obviously my preferred frame rate that I would rather have, um, but it's not going to deter me away from playing a game. But a bad game will deter me from playing a game. So as long as Red- or St- as long as Starfield is not a bad game, I'm going to be playing a game. Yeah, um, I'm going to say this right. Um, <sighs> The thirty, uh, the whole thing about thirty, and I know I've been on Twitter talking all types of shit about oh. thirty about frame <laughs> yeah. rate. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's <laughs> it's my L, but but right 
the problem was for me, I'd never really expected Star. Like, so the, here's here's where I got I kind of got a little bit spooked about frame rate. And I was like, all right, where where I accepted that, hey, this is a chance Starfield may not be 60 FPS, right? Because I had to I, all things considered. Uh, flight sim. That's all I can. Flight sim is it's not flight sim. They enable like the VR, so which unlocks the frame rate, and that they don't cap the frame rate if you're on VR display, which allows the frame rate to hit a certain point. And I think at most, I felt maybe that's what they would do with Starfield. It was like either it's going to be 30 FPS, or if you have VR, you can get higher. And I figured they would just unlock the frame rate if they uh, did that. So I was like, I don't expect. It to be 60 FPS. However, I think what happened was, and I was ready for the Starfield 30 FPS news. The problem was I had 110% expected Redfall to be 60 FPS. And that's what that's what messed it up. Cause I was like, now it's one thing if Redfall is 60 and Starfield is 30, I can tr- I can understand. You're not gonna hear a peep out of me. It was the fact that Redfall decided to be 30 FPS. It's like, well shit, Starfield. It's likely going to be 30 FPS, so that means both your 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 new next gen games are mm. at last gen frame rates. But the thing is, Starfield was going to get the pass because we knew it was going to be a super ambitious game. Now, shout out to ACG. We got to get him on a podcast once. I think somebody asked him a question. I'm still on this uh, from Bless Red uh, episode uh, 398. He said he read a comment. From an actual developer, but not from you know Bethesda, but from an, another developer about the reasons that Starfield is 30 FPS on the Xbox Series X and Series S. Uh, he mentions instancing inventory prop management system and how Starfield handled its procedural generation as well. Double the FPS means double the performance on most available systems that would need to output that, and most developers that are in that are in the industry expect Starfield to only be 30 FPS because of these reasons. Um, yeah, we all know Starfield's very, very ambitious. We, like I said, you look at uh, Flight Sim, which is a very big game, like very detailed game and like, and it crushes most PCs. And like I said, you'd be lucky if you can get, you know, above like, you know, 40 FPS, on the Xbox, you know, Series X with uh, VR. So Starfield, again, I it, it is what it is. It's like, I don't think it bothered me. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it, it, and I think it only sucks for the, the sake that I have to go on Twitter every day and I have to argue with someone, right? So that's why it really sucks. I, I, but as far as the game, all the years we've been playing, we've, we've all, you know, played throughout the Xbox One, PS4 generation. 30 FPS was the standard. <laughs> was 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 the standard right uh and games weren't as ambitious um yeah so i'm i'm, I'm not mad i don't think it changed my mind uh, i will say you know i'm going to try to give the run on my pc give the game a run on my pc but historically because people are under this weird impression that just because you play a game on pc it's just going to run the best. It's going to run 60 FPS by yeah, default. Yeah, it's yeah. the biggest lie and misconception that people are running with. Dude, I don't know. Like, I I had struggles running Spider-Man better than my, the PS5 counterpart. I've had trouble with Ghostwire Tokyo every time it rained. I have, and Redfall sucks on my PC. I can't play that 60 FPS. It, it just doesn't hit. 
I can't get to it. Yeah. And Redfall doesn't look good. So I'm like, no, this is Redfall, Redfall is not a game that like when I look at Redfall, I'm like, this game should not have any issue. Hit yeah, because, because I, 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 pl- I put a decent chunk of I didn't beat Redfall. Uh, Neither have I. I, I. I won't beat Redfall because the the issues that I have with that game is just a, fundamentally it's just a bad game. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not enjoy the seven hours that I was digging into it, and I, I literally, because I don't think we had this uh, conversation because this is when you switch. Um, but when Redfall came out, um, I had a, I had a review code for Jedi Survivor um, that I was doing for, for level one, and so I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, here's Redfall. I'm going to boot it up. I'll try it. I literally on launch day, I put six hours into it and I sat there and I, and I this is like one of the first I've ever done this. Mm-hmm. I said, what I, I said this to myself. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I have a review code for Jedi Survivor that I could be playing that game instead of playing this game. <laughs> and so I, I stopped, I stopped playing Redfall and I went back to Jedi Survivor to finish my review for it. Not to um, mention, they gave us Redfall like mad late too. Yeah, the day yeah. of, like damn near the day of, I think almost the day of a release or like within. Yeah, that, it was like a, it was like a day and a half, two yeah. days. Mm-hmm. But so, um, so like that game when I look at it, like that game should. I don't see how it's not hitting at sixty FPS. And and I was and I talked about it when they're like, okay, we're gonna do a patch later, right? And here we are, almost two months since that game come out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no pat. No, no patch. patch. Um, they they said that they're still working on it. They did uh, some big update the other day, which I I read stuff on it. I'm like, you, you still didn't just fix it. Like you still didn't make a good game. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what you what you patch into it or whatever you do with it. Um. So I'm I'm still not gonna go back to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Starfield, like the the only thing that irked me about Starfield was that interview that um Todd Howard had. Where he said that he didn't want to, um, what was what was the wording that he said? He didn't, he didn't want to compromise, compromise fidelity. Compromise fidelity. The the thing that irks me about that, and I, and I I understand that that's I don't know how much weight that that holds to it, right? I'm not a developer, I don't know, but um, anytime that I've ever had the option to pick either fidelity mode or performance mode, me as a consumer has always picked performance mode. I could give two shits about the fidelity if the game doesn't feel good to run. Um, now, certain games obviously have better performance modes than others. Um, I played Jedi Survivor in performance mode, um, and that was a little bit rough with its dips, you know. Um, but I still like the combat still felt a lot better in that performance mode than it did when I switched to the fidelity locked at at 30 frames a second, you know, with that game, because it's, you're being a, you're a Jedi. It's got fast paced combat. You have to have precision movements um, and timing with blocking. Cause you know, it's, it's not really a dark souls game, but it's, it's got kind of that concept when you're fighting like bosses and stuff, you have your, you know, the, the gameplay is very much like dark souls S type gameplay. So it just feels better when you're doing combat at 60 FPS. Now with Starfield, when it's it's not it's a first person game, but it's not a first person shooter, right? You're not playing do, you're not Doom, you're not Wolfenstein, you're not like crazy hectic, you know, combat, right? You're gonna have your combat moments and stuff, but more than likely, a lot of the a lot of the chunk of the game is gonna be exploring, 
you know, roaming around, rummaging for supplies, uh, resources, you know, going through and doing quests, talking to characters. So, like, I don't really feel like that it's going to have that, like, fast-paced combat other than you're going to have, like, your areas where you do have the combat and you're going to have fighting enemies and stuff. But I think that it's going to feel good at that 30 FPS. But I'm still upset that Todd is taking it upon himself to really pick what what I would want, right? Um, the, yeah. Him saying he didn't want to sacrifice the fidelity. You're not sacrificing the fidelity. It's me as a consumer that is, right? And and so I'm just a little upset by by the, how he worded that because I was like, if you put an FPS mode in there, I'm picking it over yeah. fidelity any day. I just am. I think the uh, fidelity comment. Though, I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's referring to graphics. That's the thing, or like resolution. I think he's likely referring to. I think he's referring to resources. Yeah. He, Todd Howard and Bethesda are very well known to like. They they have a lot of attention to detail, stuff on the tables. Everything's interactable. You know, regardless what his opinions are and what they aren't are, at the end of the day. You give us that that option. I don't care if you have to drop that bastard down to 900p. You give us that option. If I want to run that shit at 900p at 60 frames, give me that option to run that shit at 900p 60 frames. I get it. You know, this isn't the game he wants to play. But guess what, Todd? You're not selling it to you. You're selling it to me. So give me the option to play your game the way I want to play your game. So my thing is, what if if you had a performance mode, but you couldn't like stack devices, like you couldn't stack a bunch of bread on a table or a bunch of guns, like because each because I ain't doing thing, that shit anyway. Each thing has its own system and 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 way of just messing around with it, like and that all that that has to fit into the frame budget. And I'm not going to talk like I know what the hell I'm talking about in terms of like how people get 60 FPS and 120 FPS and stuff like that. But all that stuff that's gonna, I mean, it, it costs something, right? In I, this performance. You, I don't I'm not a developer. I can't tell you exactly how to make it done, but that's not my job. My job is to buy their game. I'm most likely gonna play this on PC because I do have a 3060 Ti. That ain't doing shit. <laughs> well, I'll play the game. I'll play the game on low settings if I have to. But <laughs> I'll, I'll it, I'll, it's just I'm gonna tell you right now, my bad, Attic. I'm telling you right now, and to anybody, and I, and I can't wait because everybody thinks. Did, did they drop the specs for you? Yes, no? yes, yes. What's, it, the, what's the, the what's the minimum? The well, it requires an SSD, unlike Ratchet and Clank. I have an the, SSD. The minimum. They haven't announced the specs though for Ratchet yet officially. The it the minimum. I, I've seen people. I've been. I've seen people throwing those out there. They're going off of a third party website that doesn't have the actual stuff. Like it doesn't actually have the legitimate requirements from Insomniac or the Nexus for that game. Oh, well, well, what are the specs? All right, I'm I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting it up right now. All right, so uh, the PC recommendations for Starfield, right? And I must go with the minimum, right? Because <laughs> this is where it's got to. All right, so minimum requirements is a from a from a GPU standpoint, it's a, G, a 1070 Ti. <laughs> Okay, Which so I got way above that. Continue. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> all right, continue. So it's a 1070 Ti for the minimum. So and then no, you're I, you're you're talking about and you're talking about Ratchet right now. No, I'm talking about Starfield. Or no, tar, so Starfield's only that minimum. That's the minimum. 
just just if you had just a few months ago, I had the 980 Ti, right? What what the the memory 16 gig? What do they recommend for the CPU? CPU for minimum requirements for the CPU would be a Ryzen 2600X or i7 6800K. Um, That's actually a pretty pretty heavy CPU requirement for a minimum. Yeah, it's it's a C it's looking like a CPU heavy game, and 16 gig of RAM. I can run that. I, I I have enough RAM. I can run the game. It won't be at like all the bells and whistles, but I guarantee you, I'll run the game. Now the recommended specs where everybody wants to try to get better than an Xbox, right? They want to get better than the Xbox, or, or at least on par with an Xbox. Uh, is a Ryzen 5 3600X or an Intel i5 10, um, 106K or 10600K, whatever. I don't know how you read that. Um, the graphics card is a NVIDIA RTX 2080 for recommended. Yeah. 20. So I, I'm good on that too. You have a 3060 TI. Okay. And what's what what gigabyte is that card? Eight gigs? Uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely gonna be one of those games that require or that you that you're gonna to get the most out of it, you want at least sixteen so gigs. So my CPU is a Ryzen seven fifty eight hundred X. Uh I'll have to look at what my uh just keep going. Uh, so I'm going to tell you this right now: that the average PC build is going to average about 47 frames per second. I'm just saying, like, sure, there's going to be people who are going to get going to get 60 and above and whatnot. But the average person, this game isn't going to be like, oh my god, I I got a PC, so I'm just going to play it at max settings. No, a lot of people. This is going to be a game that performs under 60 FPS. You're going to be watching those digital foundry videos or those other videos where they, you know, they're playing the game and you see the frames moving up and it's always going to be at around in like in the 50s, but they're like, "Oh, compared to this, compared to this, compared to this." And it's always going to be below 60 FPS. I'm that's what I'm willing to actually guarantee. Somebody with a 4090, I don't care. I'm talking about with somebody with these regular cards, these 2080s and 3070s. Like I said, I'm willing to give it a try on my PC cuz my PC it's, it, it's better than my Xbox for sure, but it doesn't turn in consistent performance like my Xbox does. So, um, yeah. In a, oh, wait. There, is there an ultra requirement yet? Yeah, I mean, not even gotten fully through the list. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they're just uh, sp- uh, speculating with the ultra because that's not been uh, revealed, but I'm just saying yeah. that a lot of people, like I said, they want to you know they're going to pop all of this stuff. And there's been times, literally, for example, I had a better time with Ghostwire Tokyo on Xbox than I did on PC because of the, the dread, because of the inconsistent performance. That I would Here's get. the thing, though. I got no problem dropping those settings, like not at even a little bit. And to, to me, achieve 59 FPS, <laughs> to, huh? to achieve to, to achieve above 30 FPS, but not quite. Yes, 60. I have no problem dropping that shit down a medium low. Like none of that shit bothers me. Like okay. I know you guys like the the to, uh, the max settings. It, 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 none of that shit bothers me. Okay. 
Okay. Well, um, you know, I'll go back and forth because I it, it, I will have access to both. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just like as long as there's cross save. If there's not cross save, then I'm picking one and sticking with it. Oh, I mean, they've been under the Xbox umbrella. If you do I think that, we'll get if the you cross do the PC saves. version that's not on Steam. You'll probably have cross save, right? If yeah, yeah. Not... If you do Steam, then that's yeah. it. Then yeah. But if you do the Xbox version, you definitely the the Xbox. you'll have that that ability to bring your save over yeah. from PC to Xbox. Yeah. So I plot. I typically do all my uh, PC games like the Xbox, with the exception of obviously um, uh, Ghostwire. Did I buy off? So somebody gifted that. You did Ghostwire on Steam, I believe. Uh, yeah, I did that on Steam. Um, but yeah, man. Um, like I said, I'm not mad at it, and, and a lot of people are mad that I'm not mad at it. So they're gonna keep showing me my receipts of all the stuff that I said about 30 FPS, and I said that out of anger because I was so mad at Redfall. Um, and at that time, like everything I was saying about it was correct. I didn't, you know, at that time complete a plague's tale because, um, I didn't play Gotham Knight, uh, uh, because of it. It was just hard to like settle after being like playing those games. Now, again, I haven't played a game like Starfield since this, these consoles came out. I haven't played like a, uh, the, the, I mean, the biggest game I probably played at that point in time. And would have been Assassin's Creed, like, like you know what I mean, like, and those games are you know obviously you know different. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm I'm willing to concede my 60 FPS requirement. You know, and I think Starfield is going to be a uh, a game of the a generation. You know, if it executes, um, gentlemen, like uh, this time next week, uh, Microsoft uh Activision Blizzard deal could be finalized. Um, the um, FTC has uh, bought to the court to get a temporary restraining order against Microsoft uh, for, to keep them from buying the closing the deal on Activision Blizzard, uh, which the judge granted. And now they're trying to get the uh, what they call it, a preliminary injunction. And in order to get that, you have to have to go to court, and which they literally accelerated their court by like. You know months and so i think uh i think next week they start um you know the hearings uh xbox for microsoft abk versus the ftc and it's going to be what i think like a four day hearing and depending on if pretty much how it goes is if the ftc is granted a pi or preliminary injunction injunction the deal is dead if they aren't then xbox is free to close the deal um and 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 I think what opted the FTC to do this is because they were under the impression that Microsoft, or they must have gotten notified that Microsoft was going to attempt to close the deal by June fifteenth, uh, and which put them to hurry up and put a rush on this uh, temporary restraining order. And now they got to go to court next week. Everybody's happy that they get to go to court, uh, including Microsoft and Activision. They both you know celebrated that hey, you no know, worry, we're going to be able to present our case in front of a judge and. Everything everybody told us throughout this whole entire thing is that, you know, FTC has a losing case. Uh, they don't have a, a real argument against it. And all the data and the paperwork's out there for us to read. Read. It, it, we are, we're finally looking at some light at the end of the tel- tunnel. This whole thing is done. Um, it will, will be done. Um, whether it's going to be for the deal to close or uh, for the deal to be dead. Um, you guys have any thoughts on this? I know everybody's exhausted. Uh, from this talking point. I'm good. I'm going to eat oh. my Pop-Tart while you guys talk about this pointless shit. I just wanted to be over. 
<laughs> I, I I don't care which way it goes. I have no stake in it. Um, it, it doesn't matter to me if that deal passes. It doesn't matter to me if that deal fails. Um, it's like I said, it's not my business. It's not my money. Um, the only games, obviously, that I've bought from Activision Blizzard in the past X amount of years has been Call of Duty and Diablo. Um, the, the, those two things have never changed. I don't care if I have to buy them. I don't care if they pop up on Game Game Pass. It's there's no. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, like a lot of a lot of these dudes out here, um, in the in the Twitter world with the the fanboyisms. You know, basically living and breathing this Activision deal. Um it's it's boring it's not entertaining anymore yeah um, yeah this is what pl- pl- player games don't care about a uh, acquisition <laughs> yeah this act uh this acquisition was drawn out for a long time like i said it was originally announced in january of 2022 and you know we're in june of 2023 so we at this point i just want them to get it done um and hopefully they're able to get it done. Like I said, I'll be happy if it goes through because I just think it's just a, a power move, and I'd like to see a lot of those games uh, come in uh, to uh, Game Pass. But yeah, it is what it is. We'll see what what happens. Um, the other thing that happened over the week is that uh, I don't know where this came from, but uh, people can fly enter an agreement with Microsoft uh, to develop a game that's worth around thirty to fifty million dollars. Any idea what this project? No. I have a bone to pick um, with this because if I remember correctly, there was a game that they put out a year or so ago that they just bitched and cried about not turning a profit. And a lot of people blame Xbox and Game Pass, and I'm pretty sure even the developers made note about Game Pass impacting the fact that the game didn't make a profit. So for them to just go into Xbox's hands um, and want to strike a deal up with them to make a game for that thirty to fifty million dollars is is kind of interesting to me because it seemed like People Can Fly did not have a, a good relationship with Xbox. I feel like that they feel like they got screwed out of whatever money they were supposed to make on Outriders, um, but here they are. Uh, making a a game for them now, uh, so that's interesting, to say the least. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of People Can Fly. They haven't really put out um, a like crazy amount of good games. They did Bullet Storm, which I like Bullet Storm, um, but they also did Gears Judgment, and so I'm not super like thrilled with whatever they're gonna put out, um, just because they don't have too much under their belt that's really to make me excited for whatever they're going to do. I think some people thought that that with what the budget might be, it might be a a remaster remake of the original uh, Gears of War trilogy, which if that's the case, then I'm I'm okay with that if they do that. Um, But other than that, I just don't know really what from them would I be looking forward for them to make. Um. So yeah, uh, just uh, yeah, they've been very vocal about not making a profit from the Outriders, and they've also, um, you know, said that you know as far as like uh, the whole Game Pass thing. Um, but the thing is, is that I think people can fly frustration is more so with Square Enix than it is with Xbox. At the end of yeah, the day, I agree. 
they're um what they did was is the problem was people can fly wasn't aware of the xbox like deal because if they were they could have probably negotiated a better or more royalties from that but they whatever deal that they signed off with square enix they signed that deal and square enix have like this whole like if the game sells this da, 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 you get you know this if this is the profit whatever since they were taking on the publishing so what they they're going based off what the game sells what they don't know is that this game's about to launch it to game pass where a good portion of people can play is going to and then access this game completely different than the average consumer on playstation and pc go ahead before i continue and so and let's be real Square Enix is notorious for having unrealistic expectations on sales, so it's hard to tell. At the end of the day, it's most likely uh, the developer's fault for signing the deal with a company that has been very out of touch on how much games sell these days. Uh, because it's like, what what could it have possibly sold on Xbox? Like max two to three million max. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like to me, it's like. This is one of those things where Square, you made a deal with Square Enix, and there, it was a bad deal. And that's why you're not getting loyalties. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, because it's undisclosed how much money uh, Microsoft paid. Microsoft didn't pay People Can Fly. They paid Square Enix. So Square Enix made whatever they were going to make. So they People Can Fly, you know, they they agreed to to make this game or to be contracted to make this game and, and not really think about, you know, the long-term effects that being them as a publisher could have. Yeah. So I think what happens here is that um, people can fly has worked with Xbox, you know, before um, they've worked with, you know, Epic got a good relationship with the uh, coalition. Um, so there's a chance that th- this could be the gears. I think it's the gears collection. And if it's not the gears collection, I personally think if it's not the gears collection, right. I think it's um, because if they're just doing this now, I mean, you would think the Gears collection would have to come out before Gear Six, right? Like, I would imagine so. Like, if if they did, like, uh, maybe it might be something that comes up next year at whatever showcase they do next year. They'll be like, they'll do the tease of, hey, here's you know, tease Gear Six and show off the gameplay and Mm -hmm. stuff from it, and then go, oh, and then while you wait for Gear Six, because it's gonna be you know, a year or two away from now, right? Here is Gears Ultimate Edition coming this, or the Gears of War, I don't know, I shouldn't say Ultimate Edition because they already had Ultimate Edition, but the Gears of War collection coming this fall that you could play and then maybe they'll have like some type of multiplayer component tied to it too that might, you know, have all the Gears 1, 2, 3 maps, stuff like yeah. that. My my dream would be uh, they... You know they do what they do the halo effect right but a small a smaller scale yeah with the master gear yeah do gears one two and three and maybe since the people can fly they can throw in judgment but the multiplayer i want instead of doing all multiplayers i want gears 2's multiplayer it had the best modes <laughs> gears 2 had the best modes uh gears 2 was the one with the um meat flag right where it's two teams and you had to capture it? the the stranded and he was strapped with a shotgun. I believe that was Gears 2. Was it? I thought that was Gears 3, but it's been a while. Yeah, I remember Gears 3 having like the football uh, field, thrash bowl, coal, and yeah. the new weapons that you like. I think they had this gun called the Digger uh, that was part of Gears 3. But I do remember my gear reason why Gears 2 was my favorite 
was because of all the modes from King of the Hill, Annex to Meat Flag, that whole Meat Flag mode was just the best. No one has ever put another mode like that in a game. It's literally capture a flag. It was capture the flag with a gun. Like the flag can defend itself. Like yeah. because it was a. I just remember the the only the most that I think that I remember about Gears Two is like how bad that that multiplayer just ran. Oh yeah, oh yeah, connection issues. So the fact horrible. that that Cliff Blazinski <laughs> came out there and said, "Hey guys, we're sorry how bad this, this multiplayer runs," but you know, it, it, I don't think they're making Gears game. Yeah, so I, I, if they're not making Gears, and I honestly think they're making Outriders too, and it's going to be um and, and Xbox is publishing it. I, I don't think Square Enix owns Outriders. I think that's people can fly his ip they just signed a bad publishing deal because they needed somebody to publish it um i think xbox i think it, i think it's outriders too because i think it it proved successful on xbox game pass and for xbox and embracer group buy them no uh embracer group bought because uh, the studio people can fly is independent they don't they don't work for it they weren't a square enix studio they um would Embracer bought was um, Crystal, Crystal Dynamics, Dynamics and yeah, I get it. Keep going. Yeah, and 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 all their IPs, but um, but I think Outriders, I think that belongs to People Can Fly. It's an original IP, and they went through Square Enix to publish it. I think they're going to Xbox to publish the next one, and Xbox is agreeing to publish uh, that game, and it's going to be exclusive to Xbox. But you think that, that you think Outriders two only costs thirty to fifty million? Though? Yeah, I, I don't think the first one was that all that expensive. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, thirty, especially now since they have the the, the outline. It already exists. Yeah, yeah, the outline of it. I'll just tell you what: if if it is outright too, I I'm not excited about that whatsoever. I did not. <laughs> I did not really care about Outriders. Too. I didn't either. It was. I mean, I, it was it was Gears of War Judgment with Destiny powers. Yeah, basically. yeah, and, and you know, I and gonna lie, man. I, I love. I loved it, bro. I mean, it, it could hell. be. I love it. It could be just one of those things where it's like they want they want to remake an older IP because it's stuff like we don't know what these executives are saying. Look, seeing Resident Evil Four making bank and all this, mm-hmm. like let's get a developer to do this with something old of ours. I think I, I don't know what you do. It's like you you either bring them back for Gears of War, you work with them on that. I mean, or do bring you... back. You know what I want? I want a new brute force. Give me a new brute force. Okay. Okay. I, I would say I would say people can fly could do a new brute force game. Okay. Do that. Bring 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 that bring that franchise back. Or maybe or, maybe Coalition has already the framework done for Gear Six to give it to people can fly to finish, and then Coalition's working on something new. I I don't know. You man. think they would they would give them like the keys to, to finish Gear Six? I don't. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what could. Yeah. Huh? I, I, maybe I not. I'm I don't think that they're that reputable. <laughs> Judgment was like one of the worst years of war games. Yeah, <laughs> I would not. I would not be interested in them having keys to Gears of War unless it's just a, a remaster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, it, just, I'm just sorry. Like Judgment, Judgment had a good campaign and it was fun to play four player co op and yeah. it, you know give a little bit of backstory, but. Outside of his campaign, like it was not. It yeah, was the not multiplayer it. wasn't fun. I didn't like the verticality. The multiplayer was the worst. Yeah, they tried to like add Call of Duty elements to the game. I did not like Gears is a grounded game, and that game had a lot of verticality. I ain't like that. People can drop down from different levels, and and it's like it took. It, I ain't gonna lie, they took a chance because they took away the cheese away from Gears, uh, because you couldn't play it like you played other Gears multiplayer. 
Uh, because yeah, it, but that's what people love Gears of War yeah. for, though. That, that's the one thing I like, like when Gears of War is like, hey, we're going to steer away from like the combat that you guys love in mm-hmm. Gears of War. And we're like, but but that's the combat that yeah. we love. That's why we play this game. It's like and, and, taking away the, the thing that brings us joy in this franchise. Yeah. And, and that's what would encourage like all the new weapons and stuff like that, because they want people to free up from your gears literally have the best default weapons of any video game. <laughs> the Nasher like and the, 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 the Nasher, dude. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like but because the one thing is the Nasher was probably one of the most satisfying weapons to use in a video, <laughs> especially in the multiplayer, dude. I don't know, like, how you felt about, it, but when you got to one v one fights yeah, yeah. and stuff, and you and you were sitting there with that Nasher going back and forth with each other and getting that successful kill, dude, it felt good. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just felt rewarding. It felt. Uh, good and it was it had weight to it and it was watching your enemies get blown up into little chunks was yeah never didn't never lost like well, it never got old is. <laughs> yeah it never got old it never <laughs> lost the the charm like not the charm but no I, you know I, what i mean you know what i mean it's like it, it never lost it like i could always go in there rushing there with a shotgun with the nasher yeah it, and melt people with it yeah gears of war again one of my you know fair ips and like i said i understand it, it needs a break so i'm looking forward to if they do a remaster i think it'd be great and i think it would be great for them to adopt the gears gears 2 multiplayer because if gears 2 obviously a lot of people probably didn't experience that best one but it's the most broken one as far as a multiplayer but if oh uh, like do you remember the the smoke grenades in that game when that game launched to knock you down and that's all people did was they would go in there because everybody got yeah you stick a smokey put that out there and then everybody got one smoke grenade yeah, yeah. and i remember playing uh what was uh where you the, not the king not king of the hill but what was it called annex yeah annex and you go there and try to get on the point and then some dude would just show up there with a smoke grenade <laughs> yep toss it in there knock you down for what felt like five thousand hours <laughs> And then just come up and blast. And, 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 yeah, it was. Like, it was the so ultimate. broken, dude. It was the ultimate one-two combo. Oh, I gotta take off. All right, we we got to close this out anyway. But like, I'm literally about to close this out because I have we have no more topics. So um, right, I'll wait around then. All right. So just just my final take. It was like gears multi, with the throwback broken smoke grenades was the ultimate one-two punch. You throw that in there, knock them down, go in there with the nasty. Oh, you attach it, the, attach it to a wall, or yeah, like, or stick it to the wall into somebody. Yeah, just stuck it like stick it to a wall, and then just somebody came around the corner and they get. Yep. <laughs> that shit was so broken, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe who thought that that was a good idea. <laughs> okay, well, I oh, definitely shit. appreciate you know everyone. Good, successful episode. Uh, play Xbox episode five, Weapon Wheel edition, powered by the Weapon Wheel podcast and Weapon Wheel Patreon. This show is uh only possible uh through you guys. Appreciate you, uh, old man Logan, for coming through and uh, joined us for this podcast uh turned out very 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 well so we're definitely going to do more of these uh every saturday uh attic you know always clutch always ready even when i'm running late and not on schedule uh there for the taking appreciate it uh and um we're definitely going to be back uh next week with another show hopefully we get some you know some some news um any of you guys got anything to say, I mean, Logan, you got anything going on that you want to uh, shout out? Uh, I don't really got too much going on. Obviously, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, uh, Old Man Logan, as always. Um, as well as I've been trying to do some uh, streaming over on Twitch. 
uh, trying to do platinum runs for certain games and stuff. So I did like the Spec Ops, and I did uh, and I'm working through Medal of Honor Frontline. So if you guys are interested in checking me do checking out myself doing some platinum runs, uh, come hang out and uh, obviously check out Level One Gaming. It's the best gaming website ever. So don't be afraid to check us out. And uh, that's all I got for you. Awesome show. I'm glad to be back, and hopefully I'll see you guys next week too. Awesome, awesome. Addict, man. Addict, what you got going on? You can follow me on Twitter, Lord Addict IOP. Tomorrow we'll be doing Iron Lord's podcast. Uh, King's already going crazy over some Spider-Man coffins being locked behind some paywall or something like that. I don't know what's... I, I'll i find out when you guys find out what he got to say about that. But appreciate him for coming through, and uh, appreciate uh, Logan for coming through. See you guys Hell next yeah. week. All right. And also, I got the Rogue Ally Xbox handheld. Just wanted to shout that out. I don't know if I'll do an unboxing video, but I figured i you know, show it off for the podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. It's not even in there. Nah, nah, it's, it's full plastic. I will show up. I got the Best Buy sticker, but it has my address on it. <laughs> um, but I'll probably be talking about this uh, sometime ne- uh, during the podcast next week. Probably put out a video. I don't have like a camera to show off handhelds like that. So that's why a video like this would be a little bit hard to do. So I'll do an unboxing shortly after we wrap up this podcast. But um, other than that, Logan, you're great. Addict Clutch, we will see you guys next week as always. Xbox is the best box. I am the best bot. Good night or good morning if you're on the other side of the globe. We are out of here. Peace.